Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the newest edition of the House of Chayton podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Chayton. We are here with episode 32 of this podcast. We're here on Saturday, February the 11th, 2023. Just a couple of days from Valentine's Day. Make sure you get your significant other. Make them a nice breakfast. Take them to dinner. Take a, take them to a movie. Take them wherever the individual wants. Make it romantic. I work on Valentine's Day, so I will not be able to do that. But I hope to see a lot of you there taking your significant other and showing her, him, they, them a good time. So, yeah. For me, Valentine's Day, this one's going to be a little bit better, but um, not had the best history of Valentine's Day. Some of you know me personally know why. But I digress on that. We are here to talk about the box office report, as we always do at the beginning of the show every week. It's going to be a very, uh, maybe a long show, maybe a short show, I don't know yet. Depends. Depends on, on you know. How everything's going, going with the flow, you know. And uh, it's going to be, uh, we're going to have a few reviews. We're going to have my thoughts on you, season, no, not you, the show you, season four, part one. I binged all the episodes. Basically, I think it was like 3 a.m. on on um, Thursday or uh, what's Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. I had a couple of days off, so I've lost track of time. But uh, 3 p. 3 a.m. on Thursday, I watched almost the entire the entire uh, first five episodes, and after I went back and watched the rest. And after that, I watched the Harley Quinn special. So I'll have thoughts on all that. Knock at the cabin. I saw it this past week, and of course, next episode of The Last of Us, episode four. So we'll all be talking about that very soon. <coughs> Excuse me. But let's talk about. The box office report for the weekend of February 3rd through the 5th. Well, Avatar has finally been vanquished. It has been conquered, and you thought it would be, of course, uh, Ant-Man. But it was not. The, the thing that conquered and decimated the Avatar to Wave Water and its long, long, long Stay at number one was the Conqueror, the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Who cannot stop thinking about Bobby Lashley? No, it's not him. No, no, it was Knock at the Cabin uh, with $14.1 million. So, yeah, yeah, Knock at the Cabin. Who would have thought it was the one to beat Avatar? Yeah, I was expecting more. But hey, happy for Batista. Uh, number two is 80 for Brady. I would have been stunned if that was the one. I would have laughed my ass off. But that made 12.7 million. These two movies knocked Avatar to the number three spot, which is right now at 11.3 million. Number four was BTS yet to come in cinemas. Don't know what the fuck that is. I'm not a K-pop listener. I had an ex-girlfriend who was, 
she was into BTS. I can give two shits about BTS. No offense to anybody out there, but that's just me. But the movie did well. It made uh, $8 million. Number five, Puss in Boots. The Last Wish, $7.8 million. Man Caught Auto at number six at $4.2 million. Number seven was Megan at $3.8 million. Missing was number eight with uh, 3.7. The Chosen Season 3 finale. Yes, it's back. 3.6 million. I have nothing against Chats. Don't know what. Never heard of it. And number 10, Pathan. 2.6 million. So, yeah, that is your box office report. The Amazing Maurice, which I didn't even know what the fuck this was, but it made 1.4 million. Some of the theaters I went to, I did not see this. See nobody in those movies. So, yeah, what a, hey, however way you can make your buck. So I digress. We, let's go into what is uh, going on in the physical media report. Before I do, because the sale is still going on until the 16th. I usually don't talk about new like sales, um, but I'm going to try to start to because of the fact that some sales will go on after the recording. And Full Moon Features is doing their Valentine's Day sale. Half off of everything. I decided to fork over 60 bucks to get the Puppet Master Collection. It does not have the lowest Strike, which I don't have. But it has, I believe, all the rest of them. I don't know about the crossovers and all that. But it's it's a nice box set. I didn't get the big, big, the, that, that nice, very nice box set. Um, they also have an Evil Bong box set for like 90 bucks. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be able to pick it up by the time the sale is over. Plus, I, I just I, I with the Puppet Master collection, I don't mind keep getting that. And uh, shout out to Christian Han Horror for basically making me and many others aware of this because I wouldn't have known about the Full Moon Future sale. I don't keep up with them as much, but uh, yeah, but yeah, the Puppet Master collection got that for sixty bucks. So this FYI, there's a fifty percent off basically everything. On fullmoon.com. So if you want to check that out, do so. So okay, so we got the we got the big one. We got the big news. Well, first off, we're going to get into Cheers, a complete series coming to us from Paramount on October the twenty fifth. We have the Warner Brothers one hundredth anniversary box set, which my God, it looks very interesting. So it is. It has 25 films on 4K, and it says it is Volume 1. So, oh, so okay, so it's Volume 1, Volume 2. Uh, let's see. I want to make sure this is actually, you know. Let me read, let me read into it real quick. Um, Trying to see real quick. Oh, let me go. Let me go directly because I'm, I'm on Blu-ray.com. I'll get a better understanding of it if I'm on the Disc Father. I actually love when that happens when you're not completely prepared for everything. Go follow the Disc Father on social media on Instagram if you would so kind. Uh, let's see here it is. Okay. All right. Oh nope, that's not it. Where in the fuck is the, is the details? I need the details. That way I could tell y'all what is coming in it. Is that so hard? All right. 
Now I'm going to have to go to mid-level media. Shout out to him as well. Go check out his YouTube channel. Because I believe he has a thing about this. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. All right, does it show all the movies? All right, here we go. Warner Bros. 100 years celebrating every story, celebrating 100 years of Warner Bros. With this ultimate studio collection, bringing together 30 of Warner Bros. most iconic films at glorious 4K Ultra HD. Covering three eras of Hollywood, classic Hollywood, 1930s, 1960s, new Hollywood, 1970s, 1980s, and modern blockbusters, 1990s through today. This collection represents the pinnacle of storytelling and Warner's impact on the industry. The film features, or the, or the feature films, represent the most monumental titles in the Warner catalog. From the technical wonders of the Wizards of Oz and Singing in the Rain to the genre defining the Exorcist, Blade Runner, and modern day icons in The Matrix and Mad Max Fury Road. The collection also exclusively includes the legendary Western Rio Bravo and James Dean's iconic East of Eden in 4K for the first time. The collection is housed in unique premium packaging featuring cardboard outer slipcases. I'm not a fan of those. With, mag with magnetic WB shield clasps. Don't know what that is, but okay. Three lay flat books, each holding 10 4K discs, split into the classic Hollywood, the new Hollywood, and modern blockbuster eras. These also include timelines detailing the studio's impact on Hollywood. Let's see. Feature film, Classic Hollywood, 2001 Space Odyssey, Casablanca, Citizen Kane, Cool Hand Luke, East of Eden, The Maltese Falcon, Rebel Without Cause, Rio Bravo, Singing in the Rain, The Wizard of Oz, New Hollywood, Clockwork Orange, Batman 1989, The Be Beetlejuice, Blade Runner, Enter the Dragon, The Exorcist, The Goonies, Superman the Movie, The Shining, Wally Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and modern blockbusters, A Star is Born, Ar Argo, Elvis, Goodfellas, Ant, Mad Max Fury Road, The Matrix, The Shawshank Redemption, Training Day, and Unforgiven, featuring over 50 hours of content. Boy, howdy, ain't that, ain't that a mouthful. Ain't that a lot, too. Uh, a good amount of these I do not have on 4K. So as far as like that goes, you know... I would actually want to pick pick this up. However, this is going to be a very expensive set. I want to get more details into it. Give me one second. All right. I'm not going to find it here. Let me go to the main set. And let's get into the Warner Bros. 4K collection. Warner Bros. Let's see, 4K collection. Hopefully I'll find it easily. Damn, there's even a DVD version. It's like $352. All right, here we go. 
Let's hope this is it. Okay, here we go. Pre-order now. Oh, shit. It is three. Oh, this is UK currently, but it's uh, $300. So will you spend $300 on this set? I would like to know. So that is the big, the big news for this week. Because um, there was also some, there was also from Troma, the Toxic Avenger Collection 4K Blu-ray. I just, I just ordered the Blu-ray. The 4K Blu-ray set. Of the Toxic Avenger. I finally found out at Walmart and I had a plus membership for only a couple more days. As I want to take advantage of that. And now they they announce a 4K collection. I uh, well, it's not coming out to August. Not that I care because I don't have 4K. Not until March. I'll get into that in in um in I guess the announcements after this, after the physical media report. So yeah. So yeah, we got the uh Toxic Avenger, which I'll be down for getting. Uh, the Whale's coming to Blu-ray on March 14th, which I really am looking forward to. I wish I would get 4K, but they're very picky on what, they, what they're going to you know, put out. Assault on Precinct 13's coming to Blu-ray uh, later this year. I think I already talked about this. So, yeah, that was the big news. That was the big news. So let's get into the what is coming out this week. And we got the Fables Men, Steven Spielberg's movie. I did not see this in theaters, but so this is going to be cool to f- actually watch it. We got Strange World, the, the one movie nobody went to go see from Disney this, last year. We got Dark Glasses, which is uh, Dario Argento's newest film. I still need to watch it. I think it's still on Shutter, if I remember correctly. House Party, another movie nobody went to go see. Um, Jet Li Legends get a reissued. Interesting. So really, that's the two movies. Oh, Blades of Glory is even getting a reissued. I've already got Blades of Glory on, on Blu-ray, so I don't need it. Do I? Ha- yeah, I do have it on Blu-ray. I hope I do. No, I believe I do. So we got another Jello Essentials coming to us from Arrow. And yeah, that is it. That is it. It's got a nice uh, Strange World Steelbook. I'll give him that. But yeah, didn't give a shit about this movie when it came out. Don't give a shit about it now, so I'm not picking it up. Ah, yes, next week is going to be uh, the, the big one in terms of uh, one release I'm very much looking forward to. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, let's get into some, let's get into one announcement. So my taxes came in, or they haven't came in, but I did my taxes finally. And so by the beginning of March, I will be acquiring a PS5 and I'm getting the disc version. Even though I probably won't be using it that much, but hey, well, I will be for 4Ks. Um, I will most likely be getting an Xbox Series S um, as far as a as far as Xbox, because I do miss my Xbox Game Pass and the backwards compatible on some games. So I will be getting that uh, Xbox Series S. I want to try to get sometime in March, but for sure, PS5 I'm getting in March. So I'm very much looking forward to that, and. Um, Hopefully, in time for Res- for in time for me to get Resident Evil Four on PS Five as well as WWE Two K Twenty Three on PS Five, among other games like Dead Space and Star Wars Jedi Survivor, yada yada yada. So yeah, that is like my main announcement. Um, as far as any shows, I do still want to try to go to the anime convention that they're having in April, uh, meet some of the voice actors, but I don't know yet. That is still up in the air. So with that. We're going to get into 
the news for this week. And until and with that, let's get into it. So now it's time for the news for this week. It's not a whole lot to get into. However, we did get our finally, after however many days they've been showing these fucking old trailers, we got our first look into Fast 10. And I hated the last Fast and Furious movie. I've really not liked one since 6. They look like they are uh, basically having Jason Moe play a character that was supposedly in the 5th movie, was a family member of... I guess one of the characters, one of the villains in the in the fifth one. Still the best Fast and Furious movie, Fast Five. And I like Jason Moe's in it. Brie Larson's in it. And this trailer, in my humble opinion, was a steam pile of shit. Looks like they're not going to space or fighting any dinosaurs or, you know, um, fighting uh, the Avengers or whatnot. But it uh, looks like they're going back to racing, but... I, I just don't know. I, I just, I just have, I've been, I'll still see it. I just am disinterested at this point. I, I just don't know what else there is to do with this, you know. Uh, but other news, we also had the uh, first look, a poster. We're getting a trailer on Super Bowl Sunday, but a poster for The Flash. Funny enough, no Ezra Miller. We got The Flash, but he's looking away. So I guess they're going to do what, you know, try not to showcase him that much, which I'd say is possibly smart. So um, I I don't know what what else to uh, say regarding that, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. We also got word from Bob Iger, Papa Iger, that there will be a Toy Story 5. I still don't understand why there needs to be a fifth Toy Story. I didn't understand why there needed to be a Fourth Toy Story movie. Um, Tim Allen's back. I'm assuming Tom Hanks will be. I just, I don't know. They like the, the Toy Story movies have been great. I enjoy each movie. Four was not as good as the trilogy, but it still was a fantastic film. So as far as like, do I think the movie's gonna be good? I still think it's gonna be really good. But you know. Like I just, I just don't know where else they can go with this. I just still feel like this movie should be left, the series should be left on after three. Could have still made Lightyear. I didn't hate Lightyear. You know, you could have still done that, but yeah. We also got Frozen Three, which again is no, is no real shock to be quite honest with you. Uh, in regards to that, we also got Zootopia Two, which that one I'm looking forward to because I did really enjoy Zootopia. So, yeah, they're like. Uh, like besides, like like Toy Story five and Zootopia two is the ones I'm looking forward to. That's really it, to be quite honest with you. Um, but yeah, back back to the Flash. We are getting a trailer on on Friday, or not Friday, Sunday. Excuse me, Super Bowl Sunday. Also, uh, we also heard that there's going to be some more stuff regarding Dexter. They cannot leave well enough alone. The Dexter series. Showtime announced a Dexter Origins. It's a prequel series, even though we kind of got that in the original show. I don't know, understand why they need to do this, but hey. And then they're going to have a spinoff with the son from Dexter New Blood. Again, I really don't care. They fucked up the ending twice now. So, so I don't know what else to say. 
but yeah, so with that, we are going to get into the TV or the TV reviews, and we'll be back in just one moment. So this week's episode of The Last of Us, episode four, was really good. It was not as good as last week, but that was that was a phenomenal episode. This episode was excellent too, but that episode three, fuck. But um, I did enjoy some of the uh, recreations from the games, especially one scene while Joel and Ellie were driving. I did like that we got to um, we left the sh- episode on a cliffhanger, and also that we had to look into what do you call it. We got more more um, character development between Joel and Ellie, which I've been liking. Because uh, it was a bold choice to make majority of episode three just about different people instead of Joel and Ellie to build their relationship as the show progress progresses. So I uh, really enjoyed this episode, and I'm looking forward to next week's episode or this week's episode, and we'll be talking about episode five next week. I'm just gonna bunch up all the TV related stuff on here. I saw the Harley Quinn uh, Valentine's Day special. I need a palate cleanser after watching new season four because uh, going from drama to make me laugh was was needed. But um, this show was just, or this special was like under an hour. It was just excellent. Um, Bane having basically uh, size issues, if you catch my drift. Uh, Clayface falling in love with his ass. And uh, Harley making... Uh, Poison Ivy orgasm so hard that the entire city of Gotham starts fucking. That's that's all I'm going to leave there in terms of what you should expect from the show. It was a very enjoyable episode, so I I really recommend it. Now, finally, we are going to get into episode or season four, part one of... One of my favorite shows, I never thought I liked this, would like this type of show, but You Season 4, Part 1. Uh, Pin Badgley is a uh, revelation. I was not a Gossip Girlfriend. My, my introduction to him was in the Stepfather movie. He's been in other movies. That I'm, that I'm, I think it was an Easy A with Emma Stone, if I'm remembering correctly. But I digress. Uh, this show, uh, I'm not going to go too much into detail regarding spoilers or even spoilers of the last few seasons if you've seen them or if you haven't seen them then i would uh, rec- really recommend you do but basically a character by the name of joe goldberg now known as jo- professor jonathan mole goes into goes to london to basically escape his past and now he is enthralled in a whodunit basically i like the different twists of this of the season uh, because I was afraid that they were going to continue on with the same same pattern. And I like the character development of Joe. My one flaw, maybe just because I'm, I'm, I'm very, I love horror movies. I love whodunits. So I could kind of tell who the killer is in the situation. I could tell who the killer was a mile away. So when the reveal happened, I was not surprised. Again, if you've read, if you've, uh, and it's no fault uh, on the show. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be shocked of who the killer is, but uh, that was something I was not, um, it's kind of like Knives Out. Love Knives Out, but I expected, I, I expected who the killer was. 
Uh, so it was not, but I did like the little twist they added to it. I will give the, I will give uh, Ryan Johnson that. Now, as, re as regards to this show, I thought the new cast was great. Thought Pin Badgley killed it as always, and I'm very curious because again they let they ended it like it was a like it was a season finale, and now they're going to go into part two on March 9th. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to where this goes. Uh, but again, it was it was a lot of fun. So I have um, uh, is it as good as seasons one through three? I would have to wait till season part two comes out before I make final judgment. Now we'll be discussing that when it happens next next Sunday. And we'll be binging that show once it comes out. Uh, hopefully I'm, I have the days off like I did this time. But yes, that is your uh, reviews and thoughts on some TV shows. Uh, I recommend basically all of them. And I will be leaving that with or leading into the Final part of this episode, which is, of course, my review of Knock at the Cabin. So I made a boo-boo. So in between where your original skit was Knock at the Cabin after all my TV show reviews. Well, I forgot that The Last of Us Episode 5 was coming out on Friday instead of Sunday. So instead... You're not going to have a review of The Last of Us Episode 5 next week because you're going to have it right here. Now, it continued off where the cliffhanger was with some backstory with the two characters that we saw at the end of Episode 4. And, and again, I'm not going to go into these, but this episode was just fucking phenomenal. Like, the last episode was probably my weakest of all the episodes, which is still a fantastic episode. This episode made that episode ten times better. And, I, again, I'm not going to go into too much spoilers since the episode is going to be more fresh than episode four, but it was heartbreaking. Just heartbreaking. Uh, and there was, if you've been uh, missing clickers, you get a good amount of them on this episode. So, uh, definitely check this episode out. Um, it's just, the show just continues to shine shine and shine um and we are i don't know how many episodes is it 10 episodes 12 episodes i don't know how many episodes there are for this season but for at the halfway point i am sad because we are getting we're at the halfway point if we are so but yeah definitely check this episode out just fucking phenomenal and now we are gonna now get into knock at the cabin knock at the cabin was a movie that i was Somebody looking forward to. M. Night Shyamalan's very hit and miss with me. Uh, Batista I love, so I was looking... Basically, the rest of the cast I did not really know, except uh, uh, Ron from Harry Potter. I thought he was good in the movie for the limited time he was in there. Uh, but as far as this movie goes, it's basically a group of individuals in, invade this cabin with this family and... They have to make a choice that could save humanity. And so I was looking forward to what this whole thing was. And uh, I will I will say it was better than old. I was not the biggest fan of old. I did like the premise of it, but as far as like the execution, I was not the biggest fan of. But this way I did enjoy. The twist, and, I, and I'm going to 
I'll basically advise people to skip about 10 or about a minute uh, before and then come back. So uh, spoiler alert in three, two, one, go. All right. So with the twist, basically the characters, because they have visions, Batista and his, his crew have vision, Batista's character and his crew have visions. And so of the world ending and, and all that, and they have to make a choice. They have to, this family make a choice to kill one another, to save the world, yada, yada, yada. So it is revealed that basically these characters, like Batista's crew, is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, which I, I thought was interesting, but again, the biblical terms of it, uh, I don't know how, how well it, it got pulled off here. But uh, besides that, I thought I thought the twist was like, you know, I could see that twist kind of irritating some people, so I will I will say that. But I may have to watch it again before I have like a full understanding, because I get the premise of it. Uh, but so that's that's the spoiler alert for that, and we're back with everybody else watching or listening, if you will. So I thought the performances were either good to serviceable. Uh, as far as like the location, I enjoyed the location. I like some of the um, everything playing out on the TV, and the ending I will say was was kind of. Um, I felt like the ending, it was tacked on in my opinion. I didn't really care about the uh, ending too much, like the very end. But I would recommend it. It's a decent little like thriller, you would call it. So that that basically does it for this episode of the House of Chayton podcast. And uh, we, had a, we had a very fun time here. And I thank you all for listening in as we march our way to episode 40. So with that, make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the House of Chayton. And y'all have a great Valentine's Day. Snuggle up with your loved one. And if you if you don't have a loved one, go get a hooker. We ain't judging. We ain't judging. It's all is this uh is a space of love. So uh, with that, guys, y'all take care. You stay groovy, you stay scared out there, and remember at the House of Chayton, the house always wins. Take care, everybody.